At Chiffy Lube, it's our job to make car care make sense with personalized service reviews that swap the car talk for straight talk so you know what your car is telling you and what to do about it. Where highly trained service technicians have your back, helping you take care of the small stuff before it becomes big stuff. Plus a full range of services from Pennzoil oil changes and tire rotations to filters, wipers, and more. We've got what your car needs so you're ready for whatever's next. Putting you in the driver's seat of car care, that's a job for Jiffy. Find a Pennzoil pouring service center near you at JiffyLube.com. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. I'm Tyler Dunn, here with Jim Monas at Fatty Beer Company in Orchard Park, New York. This is where you get the best Go Long Podcast. We are... We're hydrated. In a good way. Hydrated and ready to talk some NFL. I think that's the key, you know? I, well, before we, we talk We got a couple NFL, beers in us. Let's talk about Fatty Beer. Let's do it. Let's because... Do it. We come in here for our show tonight, and I mean, let's talk about Nick, Chris. They just take care of us with the best recommendations. I don't know a lot of beer. You've helped me. Nick and Chris are helping. Yes. Nick Fatty, Chris Sensory, Unbelievable. Great dudes. Unbelievable. Well, we have sours. We have hazies. We have everything you need all over the country. Yes. They, they have passion for beer, and that's my belief in anything. If you want to be good at anything, have passion. If you want to be Ken Dorsey, have passion. <laughs> Go ahead and break the press box up if, if, if Isaiah McKenzie couldn't quite, couldn't quite, but just said, you know, I'm like, I like it. Sorry, was, a, was that a smooth transition? or a, It's a great transition. We'll get into that. But you're right. These are guys that are passionate about what they do. It's a big reason yeah. that we're here at Fatty. Yeah. They, they love beer. They're passionate about it. They travel the country looking for the, the best IPAs, That's the best believe. hours, the best wheats out there. Yeah. And you kind of, you, you have to make a decision, right? A night like this. I walk in here, I'm like, you know what? It's a sour kind of night. We knew. And sometimes you just have to tell those guys and they lead you the way. But Nick, and he made a great point. He was telling me that one section of the whole beer fridge was Portland, Oregon. Like he has every, like, he's like, they have some great hazies right now. This, this, this section, some great sours all over the country. That's my style. All over the country, the one I will definitely mention yeah, here, yeah. Key Lime Pie Sour from Brindle House Brewing Company. This is right in Spencerport, New York, Rochester well, area. Well, Key Lime Pie in New Yorkers. Ooh, this is the one that, uh, it's, it's four and a half, but it hits It hits good. Sounds like, like a good Ricky Henderson yeah. leadoff beer. I'm going with my Aaron Judge beer right now. I like it. This is the home run here from what Nick told me. It's called Oh Canopy. I had this one before, a little double IPA. I like it. I like it. New England style, which was both our favorite teams because I officially thought they were going to win last week against Lamar Jackson. Really? You thought the I, Patriots, I took the Patriots had it? I took the Patriots. You took the Patriots. Yeah, I did. And I took your advice on a bet earlier today, which is – Which we'll talk about. Yeah. I'm a little – I don't like that we did that. I shouldn't have said that. Well, you know, it's – I feel like I just took away uh, Ellis and Sonny's college uh, tuition. Don't worry. I'm not degenerate like you. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. 20 bucks won't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a lot to All talk right, about. Go, yeah. So, man, where I, I, start? I don't know where we want to start. See, so, coming into this podcast, I wanted to talk about the Jags because they're a fun team. 
that you were high on to this season. We've got a lot of Jags content coming for folks that go along, but but there's some topical stuff to talk about too. Namely, what you led the, the podcast with the uh, the destruction of a, a coach's booth. I didn't think about it a lot when I saw the, the clips and all that. Then you know, I listened to your show with Isaiah McKenzie. Everybody needs to listen to that because I don't know how many shows are going right now on air where a major part of a team's offense, a player, is actually talking about what happens and is being honest. I appreciate so it. So that's the goal. If, if people do like football, like, look, I can give you some BS um, insider info or whatever I have from my little you know front office days. He's out there playing. He can tell you what's going down. So anyway. he's, he's given us an hour of his time. You know what I mean? He's oh, it's unbelievable. Oh. Nothing's cushioned with cliche no, bullshit. Are, it's real. First of all, his body's probably shot, like you talked about. There's, these guys, they don't even get healthy until about Thursday or yeah. Friday. So we know that Isaiah does that out of respect to you, and he's he wants the fans, you know, he wants the fans to be a part of him. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's genuinely. The reason behind it, I love it. I, I love listening he, he to wants to He sounds be like real. he wants to be real. Yep. But he, you know, you guys talked about Dorsey, and I hadn't thought a lot about. It. I just thought it was like kind of ridiculous, and uh, it's not my style. Now I thought more about it. I don't like it. I, I he, I think here's why. Ken Dorsey's on the track now, right? Because you coach a great quarterback, Josh Allen. You coach him. You are now on the list to be a head coach because you coach a great player. Cam Newton got a lot of people jobs. Um, Ron Rivera, Sean McDermott, all of these guys, right? Well, Rivera was a great guy. But point being is, if you want to, Dorsey, if you want to win people over, the, the sixth grade tantrum, when we were interviewing coaches, if I would have seen that from Anthony Lamb or Sean McDermott, or Harold Goodwin, guys we interviewed for the head coaching job for the Bills. I feel like that would have been that would have come up and been addressed. I don't think it would have been. I'm not trying to make this a bigger deal than it is. Yeah. I don't want to overblow this. I just didn't like it. It would have been a question for a head coach candidate. Just to say why. Because here's my take on it. Were you mad about and this is for Dorsey to answer, maybe Isaiah McKenzie could answer, but was he was he upset about that play or just the game? According to Isaiah, he really thought it was the game, but it was in that so, specific moment when it all unraveled. If Dorsey could tell me he was flipping out because they threw for 400 yards, couldn't score points, and lost a football game, right. the culmination of I that. I can deal with that. As long as it wasn't about that play, that was my only thing. It was, as long as it wasn't about just one play. It, so yeah. it doesn't sound like it was, but maybe. But I just didn't like it in general because the other thing it does in the booth, it, it makes it kind of makes it about you mm-hmm. as a coach. In the, because in you the, know those cameras are the other, and there's other assistant coaches in there that they're putting their heart into the game plan as well, and they weren't happy about some things too. But they didn't throw the tantrum to draw attention to yourself that he did. That's my only issue. You know, I guess what I'd say is, and I've got to be consistent, is yeah. I. I love it when players are themselves through okay. and through. Player. You know, I mean, I don't want a yes. player to stand there after 100%. a game and spew, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. PR tested BS. We would agree. On you know that. what I mean? I, no doubt. Spare me. Like, if you're saying something you don't really believe, why are we going to print it? Why are we going to talk about it? I don't want to hear it. And usually, from coaches, that's what you get. 
you, so, you get the PR poll tested nonsense because they've thought about it. They've had days to let it stew. They've, they've thought, how is this going to make me look in, in the public? And it's just very not real. It's not authentic. It's not who that coach really is. So to have this like sliver of time where a coach expressed himself in such a bombastic manner, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. I like that it's real. I like that it, we know what Ken, Ken Dorsey is all about. As Isaiah said, they see the side to him all the time. Mitch Morris is on record saying, like, the Holy Spirit comes out of him. And you don't, you don't want to be on the wrong end of it. So okay. I you know, I don't think that Ken Dorsey should backtrack from it. I and mean, he did the whole apology thing to the team, Isaiah said. I don't even think he, he need to do any of that. Right. Like, and then he comes out publicly and he's talking. Own it. Screw it. Now, that's own where it. I was going with it. To be real, own it. Own it. I, I mean, I love it, honestly. I, I Give me that over what we hear from the head coach you can time and time again. Tantrum all you want. It's fine. Then own it. You say, yeah, I was pissed. Yes. Yeah. I was pissed because you know why I was pissed? Because we should have scored 40 points. I bet you there's a lot of Bills fans and, that would have loved to see seen coaches pissed off from some of these players. He, he could have even said, yeah, I was pissed because I let, you know, I felt like our defense did its job playing with, you know, the backups in the secondary against an explosive offense. And we should have won the game, but we didn't score enough points on offense. And that's why I was pissed. 100% love that. And if he would tell me that in a press conference or an interview, yeah, I'd be like, I'd like that. And that's why I kind of love it, as long as, it's, as long as it's not about him, I'm good. That's a good point. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I if Isaiah would agree, then he knows, right. he knows him better than us. He, he does. And I, I take Isaiah at his word. That was my interpretation. But do you see my point on it? Is that he just, was speaking yeah. and acting for the offense. Fair and he was, if you are believing, yes. I'm fine. Put on a show for. I've seen co- I've seen the way offenses and defensive coaches act after a game, and they do take it personal if it's if it's forty. If you lose a game, forty-four to forty. I see the way the offensive coaches are looking at the defensive coaches. Like he scored forty and lost. You guys all right? Not that they're blaming them, but it happens. It does. I think the players love the authenticity, too. Now, like I said, as long as it's you're upset because you let the defense down or you felt like you could like, that was on me. I We should have won this game. That's okay. But I want it to be about the offense and the whole game and not just that one play or just me. That's, that's awesome. That's an important distinction. But well, bottom Ken, line, Ken's was welcome on the podcast. Oh, anytime. let's do it. That's He's great. Welcome on sure anytime. Come on, I'm sure. I'm sure Coach McDermott will let him on. Coach McDermott will let him on. He'll absolutely let him on. Because then we can talk to him about some other things too. Like, do you take credit? Like, when you go on your coaching interviews, are you going to take credit for coaching Josh Allen? Did you develop Josh Allen? Did you develop Stephon Diggs? Or are you a product of great players? I mean, that's the whole chicken of the egg thing. Like, because I feel like Brian Dayball did a lot of good for Josh Allen and deserved that job with the Giants. Love the job he did. Did Ben McAdoo deserve the job with the Giants? You know, because he worked with Andy Andy Reid. Deserved the job in Philly for being the quarterback coach. He never called a play. He was the quarterback coach for one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks in the history of football. We're going to talk talent, not other stuff. Brett Favre. Andy Reid. Brett Favre's in the news today. I suppose. Yeah. Tough one for both of us. That's both of our all-time favorite. Difficult to read. Difficult to read. I learned a long time ago. I know you. I mean, I'm a little older than you, but you know, my favorite basketball player of all time is Isaiah Thomas from Detroit Pistons, and you know, he went through his troubles off the court. 
Brett Favre is my all-time favorite football player. He went through his things off the court. Ricky Henderson is my all-time favorite baseball player. You know, people say what they want. Love them for their, their athleticism. Right. Okay, we all have things happen off the court, off the field, outside of your profession. And we don't know you. We don't judge. Don't worship Charles Barkley. That we shouldn't be your role model. I just had a flashback to, obviously, we grew up as Packer fans. I think I started around 94. Oh, I was in my prime. That was far. That was the far. Yeah, that was the. That was when I was like, I loved Don Mikowski. And I, like, I was still in love with Mikowski. I was breaking up with Mikowski. And I was cheating on him with Favre at the time. I was, as soon as I, I love Mikowski. And then as soon as I saw Favre, I was like, ooh, we Favre and Sterling Sharp might be pretty good. I know we're all over the place. We are right now. Don Mikowski. Oh, right, so, this, oh yeah. We had the story on him, yeah. but um, – so there's like a very short list of people who I feel like you know the Seinfeld episode where George like befriends Elaine's boyfriend. Who's I just, do. Who's so cool? He like goes rock he wanted, climbing and he started dressing like him. Yeah, he starts dressing he like, like him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I love he, it. He makes some sandwiches when they're gonna go rock climbing. I love it. I remember. So like he just because he's just so cool. So Don Mikowski is is just cool. He was cool. You know who else was like that? Rob Johnson. He was cool. Rob Johnson is just a cool so factor. Cool. cool, good cool factor. I, you know, I talk, I've talked to him several times over the years. He's just, you don't want to stop talking to him. Just chill, down to earth. we got to get him on the podcast. Rob? Yeah, he wants to come on. We'll do it. Just so people can understand why. I love it. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. Talk about, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah so, the whole I, I got into the Packers in like 94. It would have been 99 or 2000 when the Mark Chamura stuff went down I love with the hot it. tub and the babysitter. Yeah, 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 and, you know, yeah. was it consensual? <laughs> yeah. Was it rape? So I was born in 87, so that would make me, what, 12, 13? Mm-hmm. Imagine being my mom and dad. Because I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, I, I, I cheered for the Packers. I probably had a Chimura jersey. Like, you know, I'm all into it. Yeah, the first time me and my dad went to Lambeau was 99 when they played the Lions. Corey Bradford, crazy catch, corner of the end zone. It was incredible. Corey Bradford good. He was, yeah. But I've already put myself in that position, like with Ella and Sonny. One day, they're passionate about a team. Dad, what happened to Mark Chimura? Like, what's going on in the news? Like, I don't even know what my parents told. I never even asked him. Like, what did you tell me? How do you explain what Mark Chimura is being accused of? And that's that a great point. I'm like dreading this stuff as a parent. Already. I, I don't. I don't know. We, uh, right now, we just have to worry about you know the occasional tantrum and not wanting to go to sleep at night. Not if not if your favorite player is uh, stealing money from everybody in the. All right, not right, sure yeah, that. allegedly, allegedly. This podcast went to a dark place. Nobody's right listening. No. All right, so that's uh, that's the Bills. That's Ken Dorsey. Um, I love. Hey, I like. No, we're it. midweek right now. We're getting ready for. Uh, you know, look. Let's let's. Okay, how about we do this? Let's talk about the Bills. Tough ass game, right? Conditions down to the wire. Should have won. Well, you know, had chances. Blah blah. Now you're playing Baltimore. Fascinated by this game. Fascinated. I don't think the Bills can win this game. And I still wouldn't, I'm not going to, I wouldn't panic as a Bills fan if you lose to Baltimore. I am fascinated by the NFL period right now. Anybody can beat anybody. We know that. But you just go on the road in Miami. And I, I might have, we talked Monday morning about the conditions in Miami, the heat. I, I kind of said, hey, both teams are dealing with it. I kind of, Push it aside. It sounds like it was definitely real for both teams. And, and I heard Isaiah, I heard Stefan Diggs talk about it. It was real. They were dropping. It was affecting them. Okay. Now you got to turn around and play 
other than Josh Allen and Mahomes in the conversation, right? Lamar Jackson and the best tight end in football who should be, he could be in your next book for tight ends, Mark Andrews, because there aren't any, but there's no tight end doing what he's doing. There's no tight end dominating as a blocker and a receiver. None. He is a old school, old school beast, jump ball winning tight end. Yeah. I think he's on a trampoline. Tyler, he is awesome. So is Lamar, but Lamar, he, he helps Lamar too. Point going back to the whole Bills Ravens game. I don't know how the Bills win this game. If they do, wow. To me, wow. Now the Ravens defense is struggling. Like it's still struggling. I'm not happy with the Ravens defense. Like I thought I was on record of saying I thought they could defensively come back, be healthy. They're struggling. They are. Um but to, to our point is, can the Bills rebound from eight? That is, that when a physical game like that happens and you lose, I mean, you had chances to win. It goes down to the wire like that. It's, this is a long week. Like, you're recovering. You're spending most of your week recovering from the injuries and the, whatever it is, the tires. Now you have to gear up and play another team that you're going to be fighting in the playoffs eventually. You know, it's hard. Man. The NFL's hard. And they just went up and, and they they balled out. Like I watched the Ravens balled out. They had to Mac Jones or that fumble, they caused that fumble, um, Aguilar, I think it was, that probably they punched it out. Was Aguilar? Yeah. That changed that Patriot Ravens game for the Ravens good. Because the Patriots were fighting. They were, they were playing they were hard. Fight. I took the Patriots and I thought they had a shot, but they didn't come through. But um point being is the Ravens had a hell of a road win. Now they're going back home. Now they can really solidify themselves. The Ravens right now are looking at this game like, fuck, we just stole one in New England. Like when I say steal, you knew that that game could have gone either way. We got it on the road. Now we're going home playing another team that we know we're going to have to play in the playoffs. Let's send another message and let's separate ourselves. Let's get home field and beat the Bills. Not saying they're going. I mean, I'm not saying it's that easy, but that's the difference in teams right now where the Bills are recovering. The Ravens are like, let's build. Let's build on this. This strikes me as a uh, a stage that the Bills are in, you know, and their ascension to being a Super, to the Bowl, Super Bowl, Bowl. Right? That they, ha- they they've never experienced this before. They've never been this banged up. This is early. Let me ask you this: Do you think the whole NFL is more banged up than it's ever been? It seems like everybody's dropping. It does. Am I going that? I think we're opening ourselves up to a whole new debate. Like. I get taking care of players, but are you really taking care of players in training camp by not hitting as much as you're used to? Well, what are the results? I don't know. Like, shouldn't you condition the body for contact? To I don't injury? even know if that works. It might be the simple fact that you can't substitute live football. You can't. You can try. You, you can, can try. It. You can try. They, but they're not even trying. They're not, even like, not like they used to. You were around those practices with Philly. And it was. New it, I used to, it was different. I used to watch those practices, and I would be tired. Yeah. Like, watching it, thinking, how do these guys? But, I mean, that isn't what you see at all. I mean, no, I it's that different, now. Camp it's tour, different now. It's like you were, nothing you, you happens noticed, at these practices. Nothing. Yeah. Guys stand around, and it's walk-through, and it's – I get it, it's all above <laughs> the shoulders, which matters. It's an intellectual well, game. But you got to hit – to well, some degree, right? So let me ask you this then on your side of it. If the Bills lose to the Ravens, are you in like, holy sh- like, whoa, Bills are two and two. What's going on? Or are you like early injuries? I look at it as early injuries. Let's, let's let it play out. Now let's talk about this. I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but 
it, it made me think of this thing that a lot of head coaches I dealt with in the NFL talked about was the NFL is four quarters. Mm-hmm. It used to be 16 games, now 17. But So this is about the first four games, first quarter, blah, blah, blah. So we're getting ready to hit the end of the first quarter. If the Bills are two and two after the first quarter of the season, to me, the season hasn't started. Do you agree? It's hard for me to really react. That's what I mean. Is it it, it, it worth it? That's what I meant. Right. We've said it from day one. It's about January and February. They're going to be in the playoffs. That's it. That's how I feel about it. That's it. And I feel like they can kind of withstand any. Look, this is something they haven't dealt with injuries to this extent before, especially in the the secondary. But they can withstand anything as long as Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are healthy. Like. Your season goes into the tank if Josh Allen is done. Done. No, it's done. Done. So if he's healthy, Diggs is healthy, they can beat anybody. And you know what I – I guess what do you take from this game? Well, they played Lamar Jackson tough in his MVP season in 2019. They lost at home, but it was it was tough sledding for Lamar. I forgot, you, you know, I forgot about that. Yeah. I think they, they'll have a good plan for him. At the same time, like last season. You plan all you want, right, for him. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. He is. He's playing it. He's, you know what he's playing like? He's playing like he's his own agent trying to be the highest <laughs> game player in the history of football. Because he is. I, I don't know how you don't make him. I'm telling you. I mean, I they, said they blew that game against Miami. They should be 3-0. No yeah, doubt. Who's, who's a – I'm telling you right now. If I'm – Chicago, I don't know what I gotta look up salary cap stuff for the NFC. Whoever is whoever has the most money in the NFC right now, I am I'm halting all activities. You, know you have to wait two years, right? I, that's that's, where, that's where I struggle with it. Like, are you sure about that though? I thought like you just tag him after this. But year. can't you even if he's exclusive, the tag exclusive tag? Can't you still offer two first round picks together? I, yeah, I mean, I am guess. I wrong? I feel with bad the, the Ravens, you. I should know this. Would the Ravens but... really move on from Lamar Jackson? Though they're not going to want to move on from him. Then pay him. They they want to pay him, but they don't want to pay Deshaun Watson money. Jimmy has. I I can kind of empathize with both sides a little bit. I don't. I just. I just. I love. I look. I'm the first guy to tell you. I don't know if Lamar can beat Mahomes or Josh Allen. I'd still make him the highest paid player if I'm still paying him. That I'd money. still pay him. That's all I'm saying. Well, right. you know what? You know, my, that's these, my, these, that's these teams my. make so much money, you're probably right. That's the only reason I'm saying. And he's so valuable. It's the most – it's the only, only position that matters. You know, and you're, you're hearing some players come forward, like Ed Reed, I think it was with Kevin Clark's show, saying, like, this is – the Ravens, they don't like to fork over a lot of money in these situations. They just don't do it historically. Um it's that age-old debate, like, you know, the Ravens have been really, really good for the most part of two decades, running their business a certain way. Do you just kind of trash those principles for Lamar Jackson? We know uh, on Probably. The, I, mean, I guess here's the he probably thing, should. Here's the best thing about the Ravens, and we talk about it every time we talk about Lamar. We know for a fact that they had the tight end, Hayden Hurst. Or no, not Hayden Hurst. What's yeah. his name? Yeah. Yeah. Was that Hayden Hurst? Yep. We know for a fact that they had a average, at best average tight end above Lamar Jackson on their draft board. Okay, so let's not get too carried away on Baltimore taking Lamar Jackson. And let's not think, don't think for a second Lamar doesn't talk and think of, look at that. Lamar's like, hey, you guys didn't even take me. 
the first pick that you had in that round. There's a there's a now you don't want to pay me. Now you don't want to pay me. Thanks. I'll say this though, I don't think that Baltimore minds that mindset out of Lamar Jackson. They probably what if it's going to produce these numbers? They probably like like the fact that he's pissed off, like. Just like Green Bay, like the fact that Aaron Rodgers played the way he did after they drafted Jordan Love. Good point. You know, I I think that Aaron Rodgers would have still been a very good quarterback, but his game was – it was still – he was still, you know, up here in a stratosphere with the best. But, you know, they lost in the NFC Championship game. There There were some moments there where it seemed like a little bit was coming off the fastball. You cannot tell me that the way that Aaron Rodgers is wired, when he cares so much about what people think, what the organization thinks, how they treat him, you can't tell me that that wasn't a factor in him winning MVP in back-to-back seasons. A first-round quarterback over your shoulder, your replacement, your heir apparent. I don't care what he says on the million podcasts that he's been on in the last month. It's a factor. It's so a factor. Then, but my point is, yeah, I think Brian Gutekunst, the Packers, are smart enough to know that he this would, is going to piss him off, and it's not it's the worst thing. Raise his game, and it's going to raise his game. I don't think. I think the Ravens are maybe a little smarter than we think in this situation, and knowing Lamar's going to be a motivated dude. <laughs> I mean, not to say that if they paid him, he would just be lazy. I'm not saying that, but every little inch matters in this game, and that's a pretty big inch. I just, I don't know. It's, there's certain things Doug Willie and I used to talk about with the Bill. Like, we used to love when there's easy decisions. Yeah. Most of the time, it's hard. Should we draft? Should we take him? Should we take him? Blah, blah, blah. Man, this one's not hard. This is one of the top. Three. <laughs> it's a good way to put it. That's how. That's, I hate to. Sometimes I, I don't want to. I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to dis take away from how serious the matter is for the Ravens and planning for their future. But this is the, what you're looking for. You have it. Yeah. You have what everybody covets. A quarterback that can win a Super Bowl. You know that. His, his track record says you have a guy that will give you a chance. In a conference that you are competing with, Josh Allen, blah, blah, blah. We talked about it. If you want to lose him, that's your deal. It's on you. Yeah, it's on you. I just, man, I'd lock that up and I'd worry about the rest of everything else. Because the others, that is hard. I guess I look at it so differently because we spent every year of our life banging our heads into a wall trying to find a quarterback. So when I see a team that has one, I'm like, just keep them. I know. Just, that's my thought. Because there's what? He's in a class of five, six. What he's doing right now is like, yes. Three or four. Yeah. And I think I really do think it's it's Rogers, right. Mahomes, Allen, and Lamar. Those four I think have separated themselves. I think Burrow and Herbert are that next tier. Oh man. We, you know what? Maybe for that's for a another, another, podcast, another pod. Let's let the season play out. That could be a quarterback. I'm pod. saying that Justin Herbert conversation is one we have to have. He needs to win a game though. He needs to do something. No, I, I think no, I think he's fine. I think he's a stud. I think fine. he's maybe the best quarterback. That's fine. The way he still has never done anything in college or the NFL. Just, but why don't you just sit him for a couple games if you're the Chargers? 100%. What are you doing? What are you doing? 100%. Why are you That one I don't get. He's way more valuable than playing Tyler, in this game. 100%. Yeah. I, I thought you were saying I can't put him in the those guys' category yet because he hasn't even done it. No, that's done. true. Yeah, I need him to just do a little more. The talent is there for sure. What quarterbacks are falling off? Okay, so 
We're in the first quarter of the NFL. Who are you? I am. I've got a couple I'm ready to cut bait on. Okay, cut bait. So when we're saying cut bait, like I think what I'm I'm not gonna say cut bait. I'm gonna say more I feel good about are you a starter or a backup? Maybe that game. All right, I'm thinking more. Okay, yeah, do do that. Uh, okay, let's do this. Let's do a player, and let's say, do you want to cut him? Backup starter. Sure. How about that, Jameis Winston? Now let's go through it. Mine is backup. Are you ready to cut him, or are you good with a number two? Like we're talking. No, I'm laughing this. because we've talked about Winston a lot. I think if you're the Saints, and I'm I'm saying number two. I don't even like Winston. He drives me nuts. That's another thing. Well, he's, he's got broken his, bones. Do you like his interviews, back. though? I love him. You do? I do. Yeah. He's, so, that's, he's, he's so weird, but I like it. I can weird. He's, he's out there. Good. Okay. So, but okay. I think it's really him. Cutter number two. I think it's him, too. Cutter number two. Um, I like Are we talking James, James Winston with the broken bones in his back? No, healthy James. A healthy James. A healthy James. Is a good number two. I agree. But he's – I don't fault the Saints for seeing if this can work this year given – what would they? What should they have done? Well, what they should have done they is prepare – to prepare a year or two in advance. For sure. For sure. And this is what happens when you don't prepare. Sean, the, your, your, your Super Bowl coach says, thank you, Mickey Loomis. Thank you, Jeff Ireland. Thank you. I'm going to go – I'm going to either see with Amazon or whoever has a quarterback. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I, I should probably just, you know, number two, Homer though. Simpson my way into the bushes on this one. Winston number two? Yeah, we'll make him a number two. Next. Because I don't I'm, All okay. right. Can I give you one? Go away. This isn't necessarily cut or number two, but this is like, is he still – Are you better not say no, 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 no. This is – I haven't run this by you. All right. Is this quarterback – Still worth him. building your team around, and granted, with what the team did, he better be Russell Wilson. No, whoa, whoa, one of my all time favorites. Scouted him when he was a freshman at NC State. Thank you, done. You're out. AFC game is done. Boy, they paid him so much money. Who did they ever? What was it, 260? Who did they ever? All those first-round draft picks. Tyler, they're unwatchable. That was brutal. They won a game with a – brutal. With Jimmy Garoppolo running out of his own end zone. That's what it took for them to win. Which you, yeah, you can see why – At home, at the, in Denver. You can see why Kyle Shanahan gave up three firsts on Trey Lance. It's, that's what you have right there, Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, you, you want another route, though. I did. I stand Russell Let's, for a second because we can go that route yeah, too. It's, it's, but Denver's offense is so disjointed and difficult to watch. It's, it's really I, I hate it. I turned you, it off. Did you ever watch the Bills in thirteen or fourteen? Anyway, <laughs> so Russell. Um, anyway, Russell Wilson. I, I would take those Kyle Orton offenses over this. Oh, he did a great job with Kyle Orton, but that wasn't um, who we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I see. I think that was the guy in. Uh, I think that was Downing. Really? Or, or was it? Am I wrong? Yeah, Downing was the OC then. It wasn't Nate. Was it Nate? Sure. No, I don't think. Was Orton Nate? So. I'm wrong on that. Okay. That tells you how yeah, I was probably trying to block it out. But um, regardless, yes. Is Hackett getting credit for 
making Orton serviceable and Blake Bortles sort serviceable. Yes, and then see Aaron Rodgers. So that's how you hire a head coach. And then you wonder, okay, he, Aaron Rodgers loved him in Green Bay. He loved him so much that he loved just like Devontae Adams, Adams loves Aaron Rodgers so much that he left. Aaron Aaron loves Hackett so much he stayed. Like I mean, we talked up Hackett so much on this podcast. We talked about him as being a fresh, fun interview, yeah. and I'm, I we talked about intrigue to watch. But schematically, we maybe we never really knew. EJ, when we talked to EJ, I was trying to lead EJ into a little criticism of Hackett. From what There's I an EJ story there that you know that I hope you tell the podcast one. Well, that one's a little. I don't know if it, we maybe, but get a few, get enough beers and yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if it's relevant at this point. It's it funny. Might, it's, it's funny. It's, it's more funny. It's more funny. It doesn't tell anything about anything right. It's not a big on. picture. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll get EJ. Actually, let's get EJ later in the year because yeah. it'd be fun to, for EJ to break down. Active. Again, yes. now that he has a head coaching job and, and EJ's not trying to be so politically correct. Um, yeah, we don't like the political correctness on this. But point being, man, Russell ain't the same. Yeah, I don't want to He's not the playmaker that he was on his own when things go bad. I, and that's where I kind of hesitate to just give up, give up on Nate Hackett because oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of this is Russell. I think it is both. I think Hackett has, has certainly, we know about the clock manager. Russell isn't the but, but anybody that's watched him the last couple of years has seen this. His, in, you know, his decline, you've seen it. And when I say decline, you're talking about one of the greatest, and the decline is, means he's good. But you better be great. It's not worth what they paid him. In the AFC, he, you, know what you're, you know what you have to beat. I thought it was going to be a match made in heaven between those two because they're so long, football still long season, so long season, and they're two and one, which is crazy. <laughs> which is, and we're sitting here, we're acting like it's the worst. We're murdering them. And I'm two and one. Of it. Yeah, but it, it, I think a lot of people would agree it was, it was that hard to watch. Like I said, I turned it. I was working on a story. I was like, you know what? This is this, this is distracting. I cannot have this garbage. All the teammates are coming out. Like, boy, Richard Sherman hasn't helped that. What are you do? I'll tell you, here's one thing I can tell you. I don't think I talked about this. When he was at NC State, I was scouting. So in our draft meetings, you know, Russell goes to Wisconsin for his last season, right? Major transfer. So he was out of – I was a Southeast scout. So now I wasn't scouting Russell for his draft, right? And I was kind of like – you know how you're like, oh, man, I really wanted to, like, talk about him because I watched him from – you know, at NC State every year. So when I'm at NC State talking, I knew, so, you know, you get to know so many people when you scout. And when I was going in there that year to talk to them about their current players and you bring up Russell, they weren't that upset that he left. Really? They were not. How so? He's a lot to handle. That early? That's why I know this. Because we also know this. Because you did a great story on... He was done. John Schneider, the GM of Seattle, had Russell out the door. Right? Schneider was ready to move on. Done. From the Russell Wilson it was, No, it was done. Him to the Bears was done. Right? We know that. The Bears That's, were ready to give. It was done. The Bears were good. The Bears were celebrating. They thought they had him. Pete Carroll couldn't 
hey, I'm not coaching for too many more years. I can't – my last couple of years, I can't – it can't be me trading Russell Wilson. Ego. Ego. So we're, I'm gonna, if I'm staying, Russell's staying. Here you go. Now you got it. But isn't it funny that John Schneider, please, you've done nothing but incredible things for us, but can you please leave? NC State, you put us on the map. Good luck at Wisconsin. I mean, nobody's sad to see him go. That tells me something. Yeah, and I had heard some whispers here and there. Obviously, he's, he's married lot. to Ciara. Who's he sit with? Sierra. When you see him on TV, who's he sitting with a lot? Roger Dow. How's that go over in the locker? Makes you wonder. I mean, we're starting to see it from some of these former Seahawks. That's all I'm saying. I think you could put two and two together, right? I mean, I feel like there's enough now that we can feel like we can at least say there's something. I mean, he wants to own a team one day. Fair. He wants to be an NFL owner. That's fair. I feel like he's thinking of these things like down the road. Like he's not just thinking of, mm-hmm. I've got to be the best quarterback in this game, this matchup. He is, but he's got this broader goal. Vision. I, I love guys planning for the future. Now I can spin it another way. You also do know, Russell, like a lot of players are looking at you. You're trying to prepare for your future that you don't really need. Yeah, you have you're financially good. For I think the weirdness life. probably. I mean, there's a lot of weirdness. It's so, to, it's so I think it goes to the weirdness, lack of trust. Did you see the subway commercial? I, I don't want to talk about it. Confused? Can you help me? I, I what know. was it? It's not very human. What, what what's going on? No, I. You know, I've talked to Russell. I did a story on him at Bleacher Report. It was um, maybe 2017, 2018, around there. And it was a good conversation, like, it was, what, 20 minutes or so, and felt like it was as real as it was going to be. Yeah, he can do – I mean, look, he's going to win you over. I think this is really who he is. I, do I, I don't. Think, th- I don't think he's putting on an act. So I don't think we knew this, but I think a lot of people that really were there day in and day out at NC State. Like, how, what is, how do they describe it? I mean, too much. Too like, much. What, like, what do you mean? It's basically we're good because of me. Hmm. And – um, you probably want me to stay, and don't don't try to tell me I can't play baseball, or don't try to tell me I can't do this while I'm your quarterback at NC State. Because he was still in college, still thinking about baseball, right? Yeah. Which is fair because he was that good. Well, he kind of held that over Seattle's head a little bit, and it did. He a lot continued of it. it, so you can see where it was bigger at NC State than it was as he got older. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I can put this thing together now. It makes sense to me. Where he just drives people. It's too much. But you know why people put up with it? The production. I was just going to say, he you're, he, he you're going to so, have to put up with some BS. He's so competitive. He's so talented. He has everything you want. So you put up with it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just lies to everybody, right? And no, says, I'm not talking about him this year. I still think he has to make an appearance on the podcast. Yeah, because I think he's. The best well, then Green Bay was okay with him going up and misleading. Them. I yes. don't look. I do not care if he got the shot or not. I do not care. I really don't. I have friends, family that did, that didn't. That's not your whatever. Issue, right? I don't care at all. But to stand there and not do what Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz and all these other guys did. Lamar Jackson with the mask on and like, this is my stance. Kyrie Irving to the extreme. This is my stance. And like, would you, would you I, I have a mask on in this interview because those are the, per- like he wanted everybody to think that he was vaccinated. Like he, he went out of his way to make everybody think that 
And you just wanted him to be honest. It only right, just the honesty. Just give me the honesty. We didn't get that. But my point being, like Green Bay, as an organization, was like, "Well, bend the knee and we'll deal with it." Yeah, right. Do whatever you want, basically, because you're so good. I mean, Brett Favre had his own parking spot right there next to Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy in that stadium. I'm not, and I think Green Bay got to that place with Aaron Rodgers. Like, you're you're so. And look, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's reality. It's reality. Like, do whatever you want. Like, go on whatever podcast, say whatever you want, take whatever hallucinogens. We don't care because you're really, really good. You're of the opinion of like, yeah, do it. Tyler. I'm embarrassed to say this. We were in Buffalo. I don't want to say we were begging, but we had serious conversations with Kyle Orton that we could improve the offensive line to keep him for another year. That's how hard it is to find a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Should I walk out of the tidy beer right now? Um, but I'm just telling you, that's how hard. So when you hear me say, yeah. yes, keep him, sign Lamar. Now you're, you're stuck here on this go-long podcast with me. <laughs> if you have one, don't lose them. Yeah. We, in New Orleans, I'm telling you every year, I'm just telling you, there was never a draft. I know it. When we were it's, just hard, it's just hard to see the groveling and the, the bending and of I the get it. and all of that. Because like, you're, you're, I get it. I'm just, I always bring, I have to bring it back from the but other side. These quarterbacks know their power. That's why they, Look at Lamar Jackson. That's he why knows he's, his power. Oh, you don't want to sign me? Cool. I'll just yeah. go out and destroy the NFL, and then you guys decide. I'm either going to play for you as the highest paid player in Baltimore or Chicago. As as, and as high as I have been on Jordan Love and you think he's got some tools he can develop and he's work with, man. Aaron Rodgers is probably looking at it like, okay, I've seen him in practice. You've Aaron seen Rogers, him in practice. Aaron Rodgers doesn't – he's not on his mind. Aaron Rodgers is trying to figure out how to win. He never, he's never thought about Jordan. Give this to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers too. I mean, I think that he is at least early on showing he's willing to. I think he's fighting. Win a ball control. I think game. he's fighting. I think. Was, I think it was actually, ugly, but I think that was a good win for the Packers. But I don't think he's been bad in the media. No. I think he's been good. I think he had chances to be bad, especially when the the first round the, the receiver the rookie dropped that pass. I like well, he didn't throw to him for like the whole game. <laughs> That's his way. Drew Brees told Robert Meacham that his rookie year in New Orleans. I heard him say it to him. Like, I'm never going to look at you unless you run that route. I mean, it's like the, he, he was good enough to burn Patrick Peterson like he did. a 75 yard touchdown. Did. Why not go back to that play? Yeah, I mean, I get you, but that's a, that's a quarterback's way of saying, don't do me like that. Let's try next game. But <laughs> no, it's real, man. These quarterbacks take that personal on a play that you can, like Isaiah, that one, um, not Miami, what was it? I'm, I'm sorry, the Bills game before Miami. Isaiah dropped that. It yeah, ended up being Rams. That was a tough-ass catch. Like, no quarterback's going to get pissed at him. That was hard. You see what I'm saying? There's different levels of, now that was, the, the, like Aaron Rodgers was like, come on, bro, that was, you running down the sideline wide open. Yeah. Make that catch. Where McKenzie, Josh is like, hey, man, that was tough. That, that's all right. You've been on that. Right, dude. Because you, you decide it was, where the ball goes. You're in the freaking middle, and you're trying. That was and that wasn't bad. Different. There are studying stats. Quarterbacks have the power, though. No That's the here. doubt. All right, give me another one. I know you want. There's one well, in how Chicago. Does, how does this end with Russell, though? Like, oh, it's gonna be bad. It's just gonna be disaster. Bad. And they're gonna try to get out of that contract. I don't know. Can you? I don't even know it, but can you? 
at some point you can eat it, move on, get ready for the. It's done, man. You're not winning the. A AFC. lot of Donovan McNabb pictures and uh, you know, redskin uniforms making the rounds. Oh, that hurts home. That goes home for me. True though. Hmm. Writing's on the wall. That's funny because Donovan was never the most well liked uh, player either. <laughs> I can still remember when he beat the Eagles. Didn't he in the locker room like say, oh, they kept the wrong guy? I'm paraphrasing. He said something to that effect. No, Donovan. Well, maybe they did. Kevin Cobb wasn't that good. He ended up slipping and sent your your life into a – Kevin Cobb has played a lot of – he's been in my life more than I ever thought he would. I always forget about that variable to your quarterback. How about EJ? You know, to to Buddy Nix, to Buddy Nix's and and Doug Whaley, you know, we talked about it, but – they did have a plan for EJ. I mean, it wasn't he wasn't supposed to play right away. It was right. going to be Cobb's year. It was going to be Kevin Cobb. So let's not. I do want to. Let's make sure we say. I mean, we should really get him on the podcast. I've, I've talked to him about this. If we could, I would love to talk to him about that. And I, you know what I'd love to ask him is what it's like to be a veteran starter. You were brought in to be the starter, and then the team drafted a first round quarterback, knowing yeah. that they only want you for a year. How do you feel? I'd love to ask him. And then he suffers the concussion. That's what I'm saying. You go out there, you're ready to you, you dedicate, you're ready to play for the Bills, and you get this crazy injury. I've got to find the story. I mean, you were the I was Bills there at the time, yeah, but I'm trying we, to remember. Though. We talked about it. Like he, he said, he was driving down Southwestern Boulevard, and like everything got blurry, and he almost like crashed into a dude head on. Like that. It, it, the, the effects, effect, the effects of his concussions were. Unbelievably life-altering. I hope he's in a good place right now. It's hard with concussions because did Cobb have a back injury like Tua or was it a concussion? Well, he, no, he had like three or four concussions and then one, it got worse. After, oh, it, it got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Because it's concussions and Tua had one too. Oh, yeah, I was zoning out there. No, you're good. You were you were in robot. You went into hardcore. I, I was trying to joke, but to your point, yeah, Cobb's thing. No, Cobb's, no, because I don't want to joke around about concussions. It's, it's, a, a, thing it's, a, it's a very joking. I kind of brushed off Cobb. His his it was real. Like he couldn't. That's scary. That's what concussions do. And that's why this whole Miami thing is going to get investigated hard. Anyway, I don't want to go that route. All right. So quarterbacks who are backups cut start. I've got one for you. This is a good one because I'm struggling. And it could go start. Backup cut. It could be any three right now. I am completely Justin Fields. Here we go. Now, what was the word on him coming out? Everybody, here's what everybody told me. Because all all I could do was watch the tape at the time, and I told you I'm on record. All our pods. I said I thought Fields had the physical ability to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. My friends in the NFL who scouted him told me he was a slow processor, and I said, hmm. That's interesting because he he's he's a smart he knows football he's smart. This is where it gets tricky as a quarterback. Being smart and knowing the game is one thing, but being able to pull the trigger in a half second is tough. And I'm noticing what everybody told me about Fields. Man, that dude makes every play look hard, long, brutal, extraordinary. Because he does things nobody else can do, other than maybe Lamar or Josh Allen. He does those plays. You see them, and you're like, he's got one or two a game. One or two a game. Where Tua, Tua may never have a what I call a great throw in a game, just solid throws. 
where Justin Fields will have that one or two, the driving range. I call it the driving range. Oh, man, I hit two good drives today at the driving range. I'm going out tomorrow. I'm going to play that course. And then you have to make sure you don't slice or drive. <laughs> it's just like the blitz. Is, yeah, so that's how I look at uh, Fields right now where I bet Fields blows you away on days of practice with what he can do with his legs and arm. And then the games comes, it's brutal. And I'm the biggest Fields defender. I love him. At this point, I'd say he's a two. I'm not ready to cut him. I don't see starter you, you in Fields. You threw up that two. I thought you were piecing out on no, Fields No, a number entirely. two. I'm not yet. I can't cut him yet. I still see. I still but want a number to, two. He's like not that's... a starter right now. He's not. Now, okay, I say that. He'll go out and win this week. But I don't see it. I don't see what I need to see from a starter. I don't see the quick decisions. It's consistent. The guy doesn't even throw. He doesn't get volume. He gets no attempts. Think about how many times last year Trevor Lawrence threw 40 times with Irving Meyer. It was gross. But at least he was getting the ball. He was trying. Yeah. He was those 10 times. It's like they're completely not even – I am at a loss on I, – I, hey, guys, look, I do my best. I, I watched the tape on him. Physically, I thought he had the skills. At this point, I'm terrified. I'd be terrified of what I said. You know, my first instinct is to criticize the Bears for how they handled everything this offseason. So and, we did that, right? Right. A little bit. And, and not – I mean, the, the Jaguars go out and spend 260 mil. And a proven, and a proven coach. Right. And a proven coach. The Bears brought in a rookie coach. So you take a bad Matt Navy – to our rookie head coach. Luke Getze, you know, he was around Aaron Rodgers. What did he have to do with that? We don't know. Nothing. Being around a stud doesn't do anything. You didn't develop him. He's a stud. Andy Reid didn't develop Brett Favre. Um, Getze didn't develop Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I look at it. My point is, like, my first instinct is to be like, oh, the Bears did not do enough for Justin Fields. Because you look at his supporting cast, you look at – they didn't really sign anybody. (laughs) But maybe the Bears – approach was okay we're, we're coming in as a new regime we don't know if this quarterback's any good he's not our quarterback we're just going to kind of be smart financially and then possibly just move on from him if, if he's not good but you, but you didn't really help him a lot with what you have around him it's an either. easy out it buys you a it's free year out. as a new coach right it kind of buys you time which is basically i mean the vikings some of these regimes that come in they could have nuked everything and moved on and bought themselves time the bears are like we're not just going to surround this guy with all kinds of weapons and try to win right now. They didn't. Feels feels said. I, I still seeing this thing. This bothers me when he came out this preseason and said that his receivers wouldn't start at Ohio State when he was there. He said that. he did. You can look it up, but he's right. He's also telling. They also had two first rounders. Yeah, but he's right. But why say it? Why? Why say it? Well, he just doesn't look good. I mean. Right now. He doesn't look like a quarterback. So that's where I'm at. Like, all right, yeah, maybe the Bears didn't do a heck of a lot. They drafted like a 25-year-old right here. Jones. I'm trying to say, like, look, we're hard on guys sometimes and blah, blah, blah. But, I, look, I'm gonna, I'm saying here, I'm, I thought he had the ability. And this is where more we're trying to teach how hard it is to evaluate tape. The physical ability is there for Justin Fields. I'm not knocking the physical. Yeah. I'm knocking the rest of the position. How, and we all see it. it. Quarterback is about improv, being flexible, making play, be a playmaker, see it fast, adjust. I'm not seeing it. Seen it fast. Burrow can see it fast. Lawrence can see it fast. Some guys can, some guys can't. 
There you go. That's there. It is. That's what I'm trying to say. How hard it is when you're evaluating. And there teams. was some of that criticism was out there on Justin Fields. And well, that's what I said. I heard it from. I didn't. You know, I wasn't but when scouting. it was floated out there, it was shot down as being racially motivated. And I, I felt that as far as I'm like, really, this guy is pretty. Like, but now that I'm watching him play every game, I'm like, God, man, like, at what point do you have to look in the mirror? You know. Like you can't throw the ball 10, 12 times a game in the NFL. It's not even thought that. That's like, that's first quarter. Sean Payton. That's, yeah, I had forgotten about Sean Payton that. looks at 12 attempts. That's 14 points first quarter. Let's go. I'm really interested to see what Zach Wilson can do now. Can't wait. You know? Can't wait for the STS. I thought about getting down there to Pittsburgh for the game Sunday. Is he playing this week? I didn't read that. It sounds like it. They, uh... They, they got a win, I guess, in there. You want to see the Wilson Trubisky? Uh... Yeah, brouhaha of sorts. Where do you want to go next? Give him another quarterback. You think Zach Wilson's, you know, scouting out the uh, – He's got the to be honest now. Pittsburgh? I don't know if Will – I know. Did you make anything of that story? What do you want to say about it? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I felt – I want to know what happened. I think everybody kind of wants to know. I mean, you're, I if you're like not interested know. and curious about that, then you're not human. I feel like we know. I think it happened. It was his mom's friend. Uh-huh. I take it as it happened, and some players like, man, that's crazy. And, I mean, funny. And, yeah. Hey, man, that's cool. I wonder what mom thinks. She'd probably only be upset if uh, – I'm not going to say that. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Is he any good? He no, he's part of the STS study. I need more. I need more tape. Yes, I need more tape. Study the stats, baby. Study the stats. I don't like Mac Jones right now. We got to study the stats coming out soon. You'd send me a nice little thing on the passing yards leaders. It was Wentz, uh, Carson. It was Carson Wentz. Uh, I think Trevor was in there, Lawrence, which is good. Maybe and then there was another guy I wasn't buying. Joe Flacco. Was Flacco. There. It was. There was Flacco Wentz. I'm like. You see what I'm saying about studying the stats? Like, those are your passing yards leaders. Those guys aren't good. Doesn't matter. Went by. Go. Yeah, even after that first game, you know, he was <laughs> catching some praise. You, got, you gotta watch it. It's they are you wanna <coughs> talk about they are they are so talented at receiver and tight end and running back. They better put up stats. But that that was garbage. I'd just love to see Sam Howell in that offense. I would love that. You know, give me that. I like that. Good call. Let's just see it. Give it to him. We've seen Taylor Heineke. He made the all old school team. Heineke made them. Is Heineke not better than Wentz? I think he's probably better than Wentz. But I'm just saying, I want to see something we haven't seen. I can't believe that. Wentz and Justin Fields are the two guys where I just back up coming out of college headshots. All right, here's one for you. Go ahead. Okay. Jared Goff. <laughs> I can't do it. Come on. He's the same. His numbers are pretty good. Same guy. I just rewatched Lions Vikings. Fringe. He made some throws. Fringe. Because they're running the ball well. He's made some one on ones. There you go. Fringe number two. If you need him to be the difference maker in a game, you're not going to win. But you do need. How many number ones are there in the NFL? So there aren't a lot, and that's what McVay realized. McVay said, I like – McVay never thought he sucked. McVay just didn't think he was good enough to get them to win a Super Bowl. 
I would agree with me. Which is like what Shanahan knows about Garoppolo, but he's stuck with him. They're the same guy. They're in that 15 to 25 ranking of starting quarterbacks. Yeah. They're always going to be in that. They're good enough. You can win some games. They are. They're both good enough to win games with scheme, defense, running game. But when you get to the NFC, AFC championship, you got to beat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they do. Either one. The closest that San Francisco is ever going to get to one of the Super Bowl, which in the Garoppolo, is Emmanuel Sanders getting a step for game-winning touchdown in Garoppolo. And right there, Shanahan knew. This is as close as we're going to get this guy. That's a good call. I like you scheme up a play. Like it was that, like. That moment. <laughs> you know when the coaches always take notes? I wonder if Shanahan after that play said, enough. Yeah, enough. Give me, give me to whoever. I kind of feel for them. I mean, and then, they, and, then they, even... and then they give up the future for a guy that they can't get on the field. Trey Lance is going to go three years without really playing much at all. Yeah, and he only he played. COVID and he only played in the FCS, and he only threw right. eight balls and ran right. straight ahead. He never. He's he's a Manchurian. It's what I talked about. From now, I'm hard on myself on Justin Fields, right? But I will. I'm documented heroes saying I never thought Trey Lance. I liked Lance. I never saw it. I I like the possibilities of him in this offense. I feel like we could have seen it too. I don't disagree with you. I don't. I don't really take much about the monsoon game. You're more giving. No, no, no. I'm not evaluating that game. I'm not. I'm not. You are. I told. I'm not doing that game. I'm talking about in general. To me, it was when San Fran never found a way to move on from Jimmy G, and that's why in my that's why in your prediction column I said Jimmy G will play for the 49ers. This yeah, because if you if you kept him, that meant you were scared. Yeah, yeah. About something we don't know, but you were scared about something. Anyway, uh, how about um, are, are we are we confident Jalen Hurts is the answer? Absolutely, he has to be right. Tough. He's so tough. He is. He's their thick. offense. That coach has come a long way. We were hard on him a little bit with his press conference. I was, not you. We I'm, were hard on Howie. I was. Howie is a shithead. <laughs> Good I'm job, gonna, though, Howie. Because I'm going to tell you who, who came to life this week. Devonta. Devonta. Oh my. Hey, Howie. Cheers to Devonta. That was it. That dude. Give it up for Howie. If AJ Brown could be your number two. You're putting together a roster. Hey, here, here's why you have to give Philly credit is, okay, they paid Carson Wentz all that money, but when they realized that Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, what I tell you, drafted first thing Hurts. Sean Payton said when I was in New Orleans, I never had heard it before, and he was so convicted. Hey, guys, as soon as we draft a guy, we love him. As soon as we realize he's not the one, let's move on. Move on. And I love that. And I never heard that from a head coach. They swallowed the ego. And they did that in Philly. You're they right. didn't just do it at quarterback. They no. They did wide receiver. Everywhere. They, they tried. Uh, Rager. Whiteside over White side. Metcalf. Jalen Rager. Whiteside. Rager over Jefferson. Boom, boom. And they moved on. They moved and, on. And what did they, they do? They weren't afraid to and take what did they spin. do, though? They don't do the, they don't do the um, hamster wheel. They replace them with better. Mm-hmm. That's not hamster wheel. You absolutely Moved on and upgraded. Smith and AJ Brown. Here's you know here's something I might have been wrong on too. I was a little let it play out. I kind of like what the Titans did with AJ Brown because I'm like, you know what? If you do move money around to keep AJ Brown, they could have paid him that. But then 
you probably have to move Ryan Tannehill's money around in a way that locks him in beyond the season. Keep and then, AJ Brown, cut Tannehill, play the league Wills. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe that's what they could have done. No, I'm kidding. I'm to a point, but here's, but I, here's but what I was going to I understood it. They were looking at the, you were looking at, thing yes. the bigger picture. And here's where I would look at that. It's your book. Taylor Lewan, too, who, by the way, is done for the year. They would have had to move his money around to keep A.J. Brown, probably. And my thing is this. You're doing all this, and you still haven't answered the question, number one position, yeah. quarterback. He's not good enough. Miami already told you that. You knew that he was never good enough. In fact, didn't he have to beat out Mariota? Yeah, he was the backup for a month. That's my point. So you already you 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 haven't even addressed problem number one, and now you're creating more problems. Yeah, that's a bad. That's not well run. And I like J. Rob and the GM in Tennessee. I always respected him. I would say this. I don't think I'm disappointed in like J. Rob GM wise. I, I don't think the Saints, Tennessee. I don't think they've done a good job. I I, I don't think they they're not ready for. They're not looking ahead. They're pro- they probably would love to have a Lamar Jackson and just pay him <laughs> if they could. Um, you, you, know, it, you know what kind of threw everything off too is a bad quarterback class. You know, it was it was weak. Now that does happen. So it kind of like put everything on pause for a year in a way. What is? Is next year going to be as good as everybody says? CJ Stroud, I got. I'm gonna. I'll tell you. I need to watch that more. Some more media creations. What if the Saints? Now. What if the Saints? What if the New Orleans Saints right now said, Coach Payton, what? Would you come back if we paid Lamar Jackson? I mean, he would return, right? Something just hit my mind. Yeah. He's gonna come back. He's coming. I just. I was thinking. I would. I don't know if Coach Payton. I don't think it's going to be Dallas. We talked about this. Before. I don't either. I'm with you. It's I, I too obvious, and I don't think Jerry Jones would give him total control, and no. I don't think Coach Payton would would go there without control. It's pretty remarkable. I mean, here Dallas wins two games that none of us thought they could win, and you still have Jerry Jones like pumping up Cooper Rush in a way of like, oh, maybe he should be our guy, even if Dak's healthy. And then Mike McCarthy says, no, Dak's our guy. Dak's our guy. And you have Jerry Jones saying, got to feed Zeke. Offense is to run through Zeke, and then Tony Pollard runs for 100 yards. It's like he, the owner cannot help himself, even when things I, are good or bad. I feel matter. like I feel like Mike McCarthy every Friday checks that automatic deposit from the paycheck. Yes, got another one. Dax, <laughs> our guy. Hey, Dax, our guy. Hey, you know what though? I, Cash that check. Give it up to Dallas. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep winning, but backup quarterbacks. This this happens a lot though, where the more the more they is, play, is Zach really going to be one hundred percent when he returns? I don't, that that I don't know. That's a good question. And, but Cooper, yeah. don't make him bigger than he is. Proven, He's got a cool name. Though. Proven good number two. Fun name. Good number two. Anybody else? Derek Carr. Oh come on, love him. They're in a weird spot right now where yeah, see. everybody's bracketing Devontae Adams and you've got the Russell Wilson Matt Collins Collins. of the world you know, blowing up. They got to just force feed Devontae. I mean, you paid him all this money. Force feed You know Devontae what's funny? Adams. I didn't know how good he was, Devontae Adams. I still think he's really good. I, don't, I didn't know how good. I, I, I thought he was really good. I mean, I thought he was a top five. 
I'm starting to actually think he might be number one. Really? Oh, yeah. What I'm watching him do. I loved him coming out. I was worried about the hands. I'm not going to lie. I had a top of the, I had like a bottom of the first, top of the second round grade on Devontae Adams. They just have to, they just have but to feed him. He is so good. And what pisses me off right now, this, it makes me think of Kyrie Irving and LeBron. Why wouldn't you stay together? And when I want Devontae and Aaron Rodgers to be together. Maybe he just got tired of the same. And, and LeBron and Kyrie same. That's my point. I hate seeing two elites that were together. I want I want more of that. Yeah. God, they were good, man. Aaron and Devontae were so I don't want Devontae to not be in the NFL playoffs. Basically, you know, EJ and Marquise did when they had that. Same thing. You're same you're, thing. you're yes, apples, apples. No, we shouldn't poke fun of EJ. We like each other. Not. We love it. That was the best episode we ever it was. One of the best. I still respect him for that. She got back on. I want to, I want him to talk about this year, like how it's playing out, especially with Hackney. All right, so I like it. That's a good spot to close it up at. I think we had some good quarterback talk. Yeah. Fatty Beer came All through. Right, Fatty. Be sure to come on in here at Fatty Brewing Company. Several locations. It's Fatty Beer Company, I'm sorry. Nick Fatty. It's the best. Just to saturate. It's whatever you want. Go in and just ask them. What we went we'll the sour out today. A lot of good options. You got Kim. You got Key Lime. The, key sour. Lime was your favorite. Was a lot of good, a lot of good options. But remember, I, I'm not speaking out of turn here. Last we heard for Bills games, you get to a fatty location and for thirty bucks, just drink whatever you want. Not a bad deal. No, it's a pretty damn good deal. I want to hang out. I want people. I want. I want to have a nice. I want some conversation. Heck yeah. I want people to ask questions. Let's talk. I want to ask people questions. And if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you read the morning after column on Monday. And I put in there. You're doing this, some, this is when we're going to be yeah, there. You Enjoy are. us. You're putting some good stuff out day after. Yeah, I appreciate all our readers. You guys make it happen. So um, I'm sure a lot of you do do subscribe. If, if you don't, it's a good time to get on in. It's time. We got some good deals rolling. Right, we're at that first quarter of the season. That's right. Blood and guts, baby. October 18th, 30% off. Click the link on my Twitter bio. It's pinned. 30% off. You get a signed book play. You may or may not see Jim Monas's name appear at some point in the book, which may or may not need to be something we talk about on this podcast at some point. You you had a a huge say in the evolution of the tight end position, and you're too humble to go there yourself, so I'll go there. A certain tight end in New Orleans. Does he end up with New Orleans if, if Jim Monas isn't a scout for the Saints? I don't think so. If he didn't end up in New Orleans, he would have been with, you know, possibly New England. There you go. So, long story short, thank you for that uh, little bit. And I, you should never put me in your book. But it made me, it did make me go back and relive how fun that was scouting Jimmy Graham. And that's part of the book. When I mentioned awesome. your name, Jimmy Graham lit up. He knew the impact you had. That is for sure. It's what people don't know when you scout a player and strike up a relationship, draft them to your team, continue it. It, man, these guys, Jiry Evans, Roman Harper, Jimmy Graham, Chris Manhurts, you know, they, they're great dudes, man. They, they, re, they remember you. They absolutely do. He remembered you giving him hell about uh, Maryland basketball. Vasquez. Yeah, Vasquez. Vasquez. <laughs> 
it was I can't I cannot say enough. Well, I told him I knew he had to be a tight end because he couldn't hit a free throw. <laughs> he could block shots and rebound. That's all he didn't dunk. That's all he could do. I was like, man, that's, you're a bully. You're a bully on the basketball court. Chris Manhurt, same way. Jimmy Graham was awesome to talk to. I didn't really know. I had never talked to him before. You didn't realize sure. how he has a lot of interest. A ton of interest and. The detail in which you could tell stories was, blew my mind. Was every tight end personally different yes. in your mind? As far as like the receiving tight ends, like Jimmy Graham was a receiving tight end yeah. basketball player. Then you get your Mark Bruner. Yeah, yeah, your Bruner. Yeah. Yeah. Grunt, yeah. The, I call them the grunters. Like, like, I love the difference. Same position, but how they can be so different. I'll, you know, it's like make, Cam Newton and Drew Brees. You couldn't, you couldn't be more different than the two of them. But both play the same positions and the value to their team. It's crazy. Even though, so the book is fifteen long form stories, basically on fifteen. That's a great way to titles. describe it. You just, you just but work they, your way they, through it. They intertwine, and yes. it definitely has a story yeah. arc. Like it, de- you'll, as you read the yes, book, that's right. You'll see that I'm it, it kind of like takes you through that. NFL history. Yeah. To your point, uh, there is a major conflict when it comes to old school tight ends versus new school tight ends. I'm trying to think of what to say without giving everything away because I want people to read the book. But this is probably the one of the best stories in the book is what happens when a, a tight end who evolved the position in a substantial way was coached by a tight end who was a tight end himself and was a grunt and awesome. did and only wanted to block and only wanted to kick butt and did not care about catching passes in the glory. And was tight end who may or may not be Tony Gonzalez. Let's just say he may or may not have been in Atlanta and he may or may not have why had people, a confrontation with Mike Why did somebody ask you about the photo of Gonzalez in an Atlanta jersey? I get it. You know, he's he's more known, he as, more a known as a chief. Yeah. yeah, he's more known as a chief. Um yeah, I, you know what's I, funny? I but but I, when I, I think of Gonzalez, I don't. The first thing I don't think of is cheese. He went to. I mean, he he was really good for the Falcons. He was, he was, really a, he his, was. Whole life. his whole career. When I hear Tony Gonzalez, I don't think cheese. I think um, playmaking tight end. Right. He was um, awesome to talk to. We sat down for four hours down in Texas. He right right after he moved to Austin, we got together, and you're right. I mean, he he was. At the top of his game, his entire career, the way Dante Whitner put it, we talked because he covered him in the NFC South. Whitner, we had he compared him to, 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 to Tim Duncan, like, like the oh, big fundamental, like, like where it's like you know almost what's going to happen, but you can't like stop it. Like he gets to the top of the stem, he's going to like box like you out in a way, and yeah, it's just again and again and again and like, again. And it's not flashy, but there's nothing you can do. So oh, here's, that, here's, that chapter was wild. I mean, they test. all were, but here's, that was fun. Here's a test. Here's how: we, if we were interviewing somebody for a scouting job, and we're trying to figure out who you, no right or wrong answer. Either answer is right. We're just trying to get a feel for your style of scouting. First, if you had to cho- choose first, you had the first pick. You have two choices: Tim Duncan or Shaq. I'm going Tim Duncan. So there you go. I know a lot about you now. Yeah. It's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Because you're going to get consistent, solid play for 20 years. Shaq, it's going to be next level, next stratosphere, ridiculousness for 
three or four years, but then you might get fat and you might just be. Or he, or he might change the game. They might make rules to stop him. And yeah, that too. I, I'm a shot guy. But to ah. your point, to your point I, there's no right answer. I just, it helps I mean, me know. I mean, was more dominant. No right, there's no wrong answer, I should say. It's fine. I'm just trying to get a feel for you as a scout. I mean, I feel like Tim Duncan cared about it more than Shaq. Shaq's fun, but I got—I always understood where Kobe was coming from, being pissed off at Shaq's no doubt. laziness. No doubt. Jeff Perlman, incredible sports writer, read his second Showtime book on the Lakers. It's <laughs> a lot of Kobe Shaq stuff in there. That what I did he? Know. Did he? I was going to say, what did? Did he bring out something? I mean, he just Shaq drove Kobe nuts with. Like I think it just it drove the Kobe lack nuts. Of, like he the could, lack of everything. Like, this is a dominant, unbelievable talent, and you're not taking advantage of what you have. It drove Kobe nuts. Yeah, Kobe had his own issues, but who would Chris Webber want to guard? Duncan. Who would he want to? Who would he, he, he not want? Probably want to. probably rather guard Duncan, right? Yeah. And Shaq. Yeah. No, those Kings teams got screwed though. Oh man, those Kings. Bibby was so good. Oh my god. That Kings team was fun. Paige Stoyakovich, Doug Christie, so, Bobby they so Jackson. Good. They were so good. Scott Pollard. I love that team. Vlade flopping around. Her, but he was, he was good. He was good. They all had their role on that team. That was a well-constructed team. Bibby. I mean, when they made that trade, J.C. Williams for Bibby. Let us know. If you made it to this point of the podcast... And you're wondering, did we Duncan just or Shaq? We have a football? We ended with Duncan versus Shaq. Yeah, you want to hear? You want to hear? It's a credit to Fatty Beard. It is. All right. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Thanks, everyone.